on the Spencer's the Pez, Goking out at the cons, Renaissance Fest, Watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie, <laughs> sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, Listen up, fanboys. It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. And here's your host, a man who will always be my Valentine, Derek McGaw. Oh, that's sweet. It is. I'm going to ask in all, all sincerity, what, what kind of cold medication are you on tonight? I am on stuff that I can't legally talk about. Okay, well, this okay. is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. And yes, I guess it is indeed. Valentine's Day week. We're close. It's close. I mean, today's the 11th, uh, and uh, we're not looking at each other lovingly across the table at all. It no. is Wednesday, February 11th, 2009. We are podcasting from Elusive Comics and Games, 2725 El Camino Real Suite 104 in Santa Clara. I'd like to remind you that on February 23rd, uh, no, that's not 23rd, uh, let me do, i got to do math really fast, 25th, February 25th. Before the Wednesday before WonderCon in San Francisco, Eric Shanauer is going to be here at Elusive Comics all day long. That is Who's the he? he is the creator, writer, artist of Age of Bronze, but probably making his biggest bucks right now is the writer of Marvel Comics adaptation of the wonderful Wizard of Oz, as well as being the official chronicler of Oz, as voted by the Oz Society. Yes, how Oz. We we did we we mentioned that last week. I know we did, but we got to keep you know you got to come down. There's always a new listener. There are a series of one new listener elected representatives. Yeah, yeah. So he's gonna be signing stuff here. He's gonna be signing stuff stuff here. Bring stuff in. Buy it here. Buy it it here. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a good warm up into uh, WonderCon, not Comic Con. WonderCon, if you are indeed. Heading that way. You can also get tickets to WonderCon here at Elusive Comics. San Francisco Games. Moscone Center. Absolutely. Has anyone looked at the? I schedule? still did not do that. You you asked me that last night. And I did not have a chance to do I that didn't today. Have a did you? To look at either. Now, so. We heard rumors, but we don't know uh, the big guess. I mean, <coughs> there's a lot of comics artists. DC, of course, is going to be a big presence there. We know for sure. There's a Zack Snyder Watchmen panel. Mm-hmm. There's a Terminator Salvation panel. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a Sarah Connor Chronicles. Panel, panel as well. On Sunday, yeah. So those are the major ones. Okay, we've got uh, this just in. This just in a little bit of here. So a lot of the comics guests we know: Sergio Aragonas, Brian Azzarello, Ed Brubaker, Mark Avenier, Matt Fraction. I got to meet that guy. I really like him. Gary Friedrich, who is the creator of um, blah, 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 uh, Ghost Rider. Uh, somebody named Johnson. Jim Lee, Aaron Lepresti, Wendy Peeney, but not her husband. Thought. Uh, Trina Robbins, Alex Robinson, James Robinson, uh, who I would believe. Swiss Family Robinson. Swiss, the Swiss Family Robinson, the Space Family Robinson. Will Robinson. No, James Robinson, who uh, is uh, writing Superman right now and, of course, wrote Starman and just got engaged to Jan Jones of DC Comics. So who Congrats, says, guys. You know, you can go into comics and you will find yourself. A wife. I think it's so nice. I just went to their website and I'm looking. At, I'm going down through. Oh, this all looks good. Uh, premiere of Justice League: New The New Frontier. That's so last year's website still up. Yep. Oh, that's great. Now, did you go to comic comic slash comic con dot org slash wc? No, it's comic dash con dot org. No, he's at the right place because last okay. year the world premiere of the New Frontier was at WonderCon. No, I know, but if you go to the right one, it's the new the new ones up. Oh, okay. Well, okay. you've only heard tell. I don't know. 
Let's move on. Let's talk about some comics. We got some movie news. We got He's some right. movie reviews. Oh, well, then tell us then. Okay. Oh, there was a link. Okay, so there's a uh, Watchmen panel with Zack Snyder. Which has been said, yes. There's a surprise special guest related to the Star Trek movie. <gasps> there is a Chuck event. Is a, William Shatner going to come and complain again? A Terminator event. And one of your favorites in a shut down, sit down and shut up, Henry Winkler. Apparently, uh, some new uh, property that he's working on. Henry Winkler? Henry Winkler, Will Arnett, and Tom Kenny on stage for the new Fox animated show, Sit Down, Shut Up, which I think is done. Oh, I thought you were just telling me to sit down and shut up. Yeah, I was, too. Stop. I'm trying to give you your space, man. There you go, space man. Uh, The Wonder Woman DVD premiere. Not actually premiere. It did premiere at uh, New York Comic Con. I'm just reading from their website. They're lying. But anyway, go ahead. So major publishers and it goes on down. So yeah, uh, yeah, it looks like it's a pretty typical WonderCon. But they're always fun. They are. They are a. They are a little less pressure than a lot of other large cons. Mm-hmm. There's the feeling I would say maybe it's like a Comic Con ten years ago, size wise and uh, attraction wise. Attraction wise. Uh, it's, it's just not as crazy. It's just not nearly as crazy as Comic-Con is. And don't get me wrong, I love Comic-Con, but it wipes me out. Looks like Saturday is the day to go with the Watchmen exclusive and the Star Trek exclusive. Movie stuff tends to be on Saturday. TV stuff tends to be on Sunday. And there will be <laughs> Watchmen cast members there, too. And then Friday is the day to just meet people you like. Yeah. And shop. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad. Sunday's a good Sunday's day to shop, day shop too. But but you know, I got to tell you, last year at Comic Con, I, I waited to buy stuff on Sunday, and really, it didn't come down. I think mm. I think really, people are just dealers are like, that's it. Now, who knows? This year, maybe they are going to have a a preview of the next DC DVD, direct to DVD. You know what it is? Oh wait, wait. I know. I can't is he remember. green? He is Green. Green Lantern? The Hulk. No. Green Lantern. Hulk versus Green Lantern? (laughs) Yeah, that'd be awesome. If the Hulk teamed up with Green Lantern, do you think he'd become a Green Lantern Hulk? Wouldn't that be a cool crossover? You know, I I don't know. Hmm. Do you think, too, since the ring is powered by Will, and since Hulk's will is so strong... It is so strong. ...that he, with the ring, he'd be the most powerful... Green Lantern of them all? There's there's one one small problem with your master plan here. Couldn't get the ring around his finger? (laughs) It wouldn't fit. No, the ring adapt... Oh, please, there's an entire planet that has a ring around it. That's true. Mogo. Yeah. There you go. I thought we were talking about Hal Jordan's ring. No, I mean the well, the ring adjusts to the person. Does it? It's yeah. like one of those cheap things. Because it's a power it, it, ring. It's, it's it not is. actual it's metal. Actually, it's actually it's the it's a scene they cut from the original <laughs> where instead of a giant lantern, it was a big gumball machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go to Oa and they just spend a whole issue sizing your finger. Oh, yeah. pretty mm-hmm, much. Mm-hmm, yep. Well, this is lovely. I think mm-hmm. that'll be fun. It's yeah. still a little loose. It's still, still a little loose. Well, I got to come back and get it refitted. That's you, fine because the water weight at the end of the month. I if guess. it's any, if it's any, you know, Hal Jordan's a little loose, you know. So, how dare you? What's sir? next? I shall. Let's talk about some comics, shall we? Sure. Uh, we've got an event coming up. Uh, yeah, here we go. Should we go events coming up or books that just came out that I read that I want to tout? Let's do books coming out first. Did you really make, mean that to rhyme? No. Books coming out or books I want to tout. I don't recall giggling like that. Oh, that was that was added for me. Was it? Okay. Uh, so books coming out. Well, we got the battle for the cowl coming up. Yeah. Which, uh, as we all realize, something happened to Batman. He's Bruce Wayne has been sent back in 
time. He's somewhere in the dream time. That's what it was about. Final, I think that's what it is at the end of Final Crisis. It's all in dream time, the uh, Aborigine concept, and, and that's it. That's where Bruce Wayne is. Somewhere. Although one of I was listening to a podcast of one of the uh, DC panels. One of our competitors. How dare you? Well, it's, it's well, you it's, know. The, it's a recording of the panel they did at a convention. Yeah, and they were talking about. Uh, well, you don't really know that he's back in time. He could be in Arizona. Oh well, okay, yeah. thanks. Yeah, yeah. All right, he's out in the Mojave. Yeah, yeah. There were the sliding rocks. So, uh, so now there's a vacuum in Gotham City. Who's going to wear the cowl? So many people we got possibly could have. Do we, okay. Let me ask you this. Absolutely. With Nightwing, Batgirl, Robin, Huntress, Azrael, Batwoman, Batwoman. Yep. Does Gotham really need a Batman? Yes. Apparently, because with Batman gone, all hell's breaking loose. Really? Yeah, you know, the, I think that the other characters intimidate people. But I do believe that Batman scares the living crap out of organized the average crime. organized crime. Yeah. Certainly doesn't scare the Joker. You know, they're playing a game. But you as far be crazy as... crazy not to be scared of him. Oh, aren't you the witty one tonight? Mm. Yes. Uh, so I think that's why. They try to make it iconic. They've always said that, that, you know, because basically the idea is if Batman is like this near supernatural force in the criminals' minds, and if he's gone, that means they're beatable. And if they're but, you, but I'm just talking sheer numbers. I mean, the sheer numbers of costume heroes in Gotham. Well, they're at not. Least just but they're not all. Out, you know. They're not all. Gotham's in Gotham. a big place. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you think about it, that's true. New York, if it's New York City size. Yeah. But also, they're not all in Gotham City. But what if they just formed the team, like the Gotham Crusader, you know, like the Gotham Gang? Or and you something, have you know? some teams. So if you look at the list of comics that's coming out, okay, I'm going to try here. So there's eight. Uh, so there's three issues, three issues of actual Battle for the Cowl with eight tie-ins that are like one shots: Gotham Gazette, Man Bat. Ar- oh, you forgot about Man Bat. Arkham Asylum, Gotham Sirens, the Wetworks, the uh, the Network, the Network. And the underground, the underground, and there's a couple that I missed. Uh, I can't remember what they were. Yeah, and which they're doing, uh, and a similar thing is like uh, it, what they've been doing with Final Crisis too. When you had those uh, those one shots around that, and there's going to be still more Final Crisis aftermath run, like they go up with the Human Flame. Yeah, is going to have a one shot, and they keep doing that. Which well, I don't, apparently, I don't apparently the those. Nightwing book is going away. Wait Nightwing, Birds of Prey, and Robin. All three of those books are canceled, at least for the duration Aww. of the Battle of the Cowl. Um, afterwards, I believe there's a Batman and Robin book coming out. Rumor has it, and, yeah. And uh, Detective Batman. Um, well, Detective is being taken over by Batwoman. That's the big news out of right. the New York Comic Con that Greg Rucka will be uh, writing, uh, and I can't remember who the artist is, a, uh, a, a run, at least in Detective Comics, that will be Batwoman. Yeah, she's gonna do, they're going to do a story that's going to tie in directly to the second story, which right. is the origin story. And we've had a long promise for at least two years. They've talked about Batwoman having a solo series. Apparently the powers that be at Warner Brothers balked at having a lesbian uh, have a lead, basically have a title. So uh, – and Devin Grayson, uh, who no is – No relation to Dick. No, but as, as long touted as, as she got involved in writing comics because she watched an episode of Batman the Animated Series and loved the Dick Grayson character. Uh, Devin Grayson has written several issues of the of the ongoing Batwoman series that got shelved. Wow. And now Greg Ruck is taking over. So there's a little bad blood going on behind that. 
there's the thing is do do they realize that if that's really their objection, if they have that problem, then what is essentially the flagship title of the whole company, because the whole company is named after it, Detective Comics Comics, you know, that that she's there. Yeah. Not a controversy in my book. I mean, if it's well written, it's Greg Rucka. I think Batwoman's a character with potential. I don't – we haven't really seen enough of her to make any true judgment yeah. as a character. Yeah. You know, the sexuality doesn't matter to me. I liked it when she got stabbed and almost died. Yes, that did happen. And you liked that? Well, because I didn't like her character and I wanted her to go away. Why did you not like her character? No, I thought she was a cheap gimmick created to – you thought that they were playing off the con- the controversy of the character just for attention. kind of kind of it was like ooh look what we've got well you Batman's know, a chick but you and know but they never really she's did. a lesbian no, they I never know. really did that that's and why they, I was they were defended that in the very very strongly and you know and one of the things what too, has she done since though well she got stabbed in the chest she's been healing oh okay yeah uh, I think one of the things you got to that we do have to remember is that at some level. Editorial and the writers are working to create a storyline or a character, and then marketing goes, "Ooh, <coughs> we can do this spin." And 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 really, it's like the it's like the Obama in in Spider Man thing. Did Mar? I mean, sure, Marvel sounded press release; they wanted publicity, but was that really Marvel responsible for the New York Times running it or CNN running it or whoever else? Wherever my mother right. became aware of that comic book, you know that it. It's the story they wanted to have because the other thing they say is apparently behind the scenes there, even though Obama has been appearing in Thunderbolts and uh, and Dark Avengers, uh, sort of like running through, they are explicitly met, told not to call him call him Barack Obama, even yeah. though well, who else is it? You can call him Mr. President, but they can't name it because the whole it's, thing is they it's don't. Nothing new. This sort of thing has happened for decades. Right, and marketing comics. just doesn't want to dilute. They're still selling very strongly their fifth printing of that Spider-Man issue, and that's yeah. the only issue that uh, Barack Obama's been in. You know what I'm hoping for from Battle of the Cow? What are you hoping for? The true person who should be Batman to take over. Okay, who do you think that is? Alfred. Now, um, when Thank I was God, a kid, I thought he was going to say Batmite. When I was a kid watching the old 70s show, mm-hmm. probably the most laughable episodes were the one where Alfred... But, but wait, but wait, which... When you say 70s show... I'm sorry, I mean the, the 60s. original 60s, the 60s show. The Adam I was seeing the repeats. But uh, the awesome one when... when uh, when, when Alfred would dress up as Batman and keep his mustache, uh, yes, right, and, and people the voice would amplifier thing, yeah, in front and of people his would face. look at him and go, "Thank you, Batman," and walk away or whatever, and he'd be yeah. like, "Ha ha, I fooled you." And it was like, "Dude, you, I was a kid and I was stupid," and I was like, "You, you got a mustache on? How is anybody <laughs> believing you?" So that's what I'm hoping will happen in this episode, and that's when we'll know. But that, you know, the reality is, if you read, issue, if you if you read the way they they portray Alfred, Alfred could substitute. Yeah, in the comic book version anyway, mm-hmm. but not the uh, not the live action. Michael Caine would make a convincing Dark Knight. Mm. What else? We it's got? possible. <laughs> quick, quick! Do your Michael Caine as the Dark Knight. Go. I'm Batman. All right, almost. Okay. What's it well? Thank about? you. You just put me on the spot. Batman. No, it was good. I said oh, almost. Oh, oh, I didn't almost. say it was bad. So. Almost. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I think was I talking about Batwoman. Um, Kirkman, Robert Kirkman, and, and Todd McFarlane, not Seth McFarlane, are combining for a new image book. This and we know Kirkman because he uh, has, Robert Kirkman is the writer of The Walking Dead. Invincible. And we know Rob Liefeld because he no, it's not Rob Liefeld. I, I said, said Liefeld. I said Todd McFarlane. Oh, Todd McFarlane. Oh, this is you going were jump- off there. You were jumping ahead to something else a couple years ago at Comic Con. Yeah, when in when in in. Not the most embarrassing moment Kirkman of Todd McFer- McFarlane's career, which I think you filmed, didn't you? Didn't no, we- I didn't film it, but we saw it on YouTube or something. Somebody caught it for us because we put – oh, you know it what it was? Yeah, no, somebody I, had filmed no, it. I, yeah, it was there. Yes, uh, there was the people from uh, Creative Light had actually caught that and they put and they put that in for us. Now it's Iron Sync Media. Uh, and they had this where, where, where Robert Kirkman basically got up in a Q&A for the Image Founders and said – when are you going to get back to comics? And the Tom image Mc- founders were taking questions. Kirkman comes out of the audience without, yes. annou- without announcing who he is. Right, and this is an embarrassing moment for Todd McFarlane, who then is, in Todd McFarlane fashion, rather snotty and dismissive. And <laughs> and then somebody no le- doesn't he go well? You want to you know making comics is hard. You know why don't you try making one or something like yes, that? Snotty, yeah, well, snotty and dis- dismissive, and, he, and somebody leans over and says. Uh, yeah, he's writing the books that are actually making money for our company. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there was the challenge to get them back. So now they have they've teamed, and in the next few months, there's going to be a book called Haunt, which I think is the name of the character who looks suspiciously spawn-like with cobwebs all over him. Okay, um, just kind of that style. But Greg Capullo is actually doing the art, so it's uh, Kirkman and McFarlane are teaming on the writing. Of this, so McFarland's turning into the next Stan Lee, pretty much. Uh, I guess mm. could be. Yeah, and he just really puts is. his name on a book. Well, I'm sure Todd he's. McFarlane I'm sure presents. he's got his ideas and doing and and is contributing to the right. I don't know how that's really worked. I mean, who knows behind the scenes? Uh, and certainly since that challenge was was made, McFarland took a more hands-on approach to Spawn again. I think he was kind of like, yeah, maybe I should get back to it. Is that and book still coming out? Spawn? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it still is. Uh, Image's longest running cons- – no, I'm sorry. The Savage Dragon will be the longest running consistent book because that's the one that's never missed a deadline, anything. It's always been on time and Spawn has missed a few. Okay. So um, so that's coming soon and it's kind of a supernatural but – but with Kirkman involved, I have to say probably more fun uh, kind of superhero, supernatural superhero book. It's fun, hard to s- – Fun like The Walking Dead? More like Invincible, oh, okay. I think. Uh, that's my guess. Okay, The Walking Dead is fun, but not the right kind of fun. Okay. The kind of fun that gets people looking at you strangely. Yeah. Uh, so they have that uh, to look forward to. And I'm, I'm looking down here on our others. Oh, and we've also got Superman Krypton. We go back to DC. Right. Or New Krypton, isn't it? It's New Krypton. Yeah, Superman yeah. New Krypton, uh, in which just like Batman's going to be – I mean, that's the promise of Final Crisis. We're going to see a year really of – the status quo, how does the DC universe, even though we've sort of seen this before, how do they deal without – It does with, seem familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, without the, the big Certain three Trinity there. disappearing. But, the, but, the, but this is, uh, I don't know, maybe a better exploration it feels like. Yeah. You know, because with DC, they just went like one year later. Yeah. And said so they've been gone for a year and people are recovering from that loss and we're going to really see it play out in their regular books where I guess Superman, because Kandor has been expanded – was in the Arctic, and now they're going to find a new planet, I guess, and yeah. go over there. That's awesome. So now Flame, there'll be two characters, Flame Bird and Nightwing. Which were originally Batman, were originally Batman and Superman, Superman in Candor. Yeah. But uh, are apparently not this time. No. 
And, and uh, then you see Ursa and Zod. Oh, that can't be good. Oh, it can't be good yeah, at it all. It can't be good. Apparently the the zone, uh, the, the, Phantom the, zone. the Phantom Zone comes into play in this series quite a bit. Good. And there's a fair amount of culture shock as, as Kal-El learns more about what life on Krypton was really like. And non-stop has, orgies. No. And has, oh. has to decide whether Super or not he's Kal-El or Clark. Non-stop or maybe he, maybe he doesn't really have to decide whether which one he is, but he understands. Right, the and the same thing's definitely happening for Kara Zor-El. They're doing that with Supergirl. Finally, trying to <laughs> maybe they can have a direction for Supergirl that will last more than six issues. Well, yeah, so that's coming in another event. So you got that too, like Batman and Superman, and then the, the uh, it's not the it's not the, the Manazons anymore. Wonder Woman has the that will that will be in that one book. And they're going to continue the action and adventure with stories around the people who are left. Well, Flamebird and Nightwing are going to be in action, I think. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Um, but there's going to be stories around Jimmy Olsen, Lois Lane, Lana. And oh, and it, well, because Lana is now basically acting as stepmother to Supergirl. Supergirl. Yeah. And uh, then Adventures will Adventure will have the Legion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Legion of Superheroes. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. That's that's all That's there. Good. So it, it should be. Yeah, it should be. Um, okay, which wait. legion? Well, that'll be which resolved legion? if they get to if they finish up the Legion of Three Worlds thing. Do you think now that we got the Kryptonians back, and then you said we have Wonder Woman with the Manazons, the Olympians, the they Olympians? Call, call them the Olympians. Can we yeah. get like a Kryptonian Olympian softball game issue? Because I I think that'd be fun. Probably. You, I love my softball issues. It's a, <laughs> I'm just saying. I am totally now going to make sure that there's a Greatest American Hero issue. There's got to be softball. a Greatest American Hero softball. Because there is the an first episode. Because there is an episode, a TV episode of Greatest American Hero. Doesn't he where, play sports in the where suit? He, where he puts the – yeah, he plays I baseball. Oh, yeah. my. I think it's the second season episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Fun. Well, uh, should we still continue the, uh, things with Into the Future? Well, Into the Future – uh, Marvel uh, Brian Michael Bendis announced this weekend, and then Marvel spun even further. Is as we've been talking about, Motion Comics and Watchmen broke through, mm-hmm. and yeah, catastrophic comics. Sparks has been on I, the for I to, iPhone. They did it first, and uh, now Marvel says they're going to follow suit, and it's no surprise. Of course, uh, they copy. And everything. I didn't catch. Did they say if they're going to have a download price? I mean, they must. They didn't. I didn't see a download price. But there's they no, do but it there must free. be. They, they, yeah, the they article we it. saw was an Apple Insider. It wasn't actually an Apple. Okay. Well, they had a trailer for. They've announced this weekend. Uh, Brian Michael Bennett said before the first issue of the Spider Woman series that he is writing uh, hits the stands, it will be available as a motion comic. So they're Get experimenting. They're experimenting both ways. Seeing if people will download Who's something that first. Comic? I don't know because I might have to download that one. You know what I mean? Spider Woman. Yeah, know? because by I think, Frank Cho, maybe. Because I think the difference is now. I saw a painting. I saw a cover <laughs> image that wasn't Frank Cho, but um, but the difference is uh, that, like I said, it's downloading. It's downloading for it, but this I think is just through iTunes. You could. Watch it on your computer. Right. Again, it's not that's, an iPhone. That's my understanding as well. Kind of like exclusive. the Watchmen. You could watch on uh, mm-hmm. on your computer. on your computer. So they're going to do the Spider Woman first, but then the one where the trailer is on that Apple Insider article is uh, Astonishing X Men. Joss Whedon's and John Cassidy's the gifted uh, series that he did first. Yeah, the first the first arc. I, mean, I don't know how long they've been working on this, and that is amazing because it's not just a motion. Co- I mean, it's well, it's not just previous. It's taking the, a step further, even more. It's into, a cartoon. Well, previously the motion comics have been extracted still images that have moved around in the frame. You know, maybe they animate mm-hmm. an arm or a leg, but these things look 
absolutely amazing because they're adding to the depth of what well, if I can say faces. as impressive as that is. I think it's impressive because it's John Cassidy's art, which already has depth and dimensionality to it. True. You could not take like a Ditko and pull that off. I think you could. I actually do. Th- I, I was looking okay. at that. Marvel, I that we are laying times. this down. We are laying they've, the smack down on this. They've already, bet. I, it's already been hinted that they're going to do like a Fantastic Four origin. So they're going to take Kirby's Ditko, art and do that? Uh, Steve Ditko is not that far from Jack Kirby of the same period as far as trying to do a lot of uh, shading and, and, and facial uh, musculature. So, but the, the real – when you see the heads move side to side and you see part of the face exposed no, – That stunned me. That ago? stunned me. And it, well, there was the panel of, of Kitty going – phasing through in that – I think it was the right. UN moment. And it was like, no, that's full-on animation. Yes. We are just this step to just, see, just make the dang CG movie. Even more animated than that, but if you aren't paying attention, you can really miss it, is the lip sync. Because they're lip syncing, the lip movement to the voices yes. was really well done. It was really well done, absolutely. So the, this has got to be an expensive, long. They've been, they've had this one under their hat for a long time because that clearly, and it's being done by Neil Adams and Continuity, Continuity Studios, Studios, which is his company. Had no idea they were moving in that direction. Very logical. It's where everybody's going. But again, I, and what it comes down to is, they certainly chose. You couldn't, I think, right now to get people's attention with it for Marvel side, a Joss Whedon book. Right. And John Cassidy's art. A Joss Whedon X-Men book that was really good. good. Mm-hmm. So, so they're taking top of the – you know, so motion comics again. Now, is this going to be the future of comics? It's, it's going to come back down to story, baby. And that, I, I can recommend that. That's one I'm going to want to check out. And, and in a way that I didn't feel all that compelled to with – the uh, with Watchmen because I like just rereading Watchmen every now and then, but this is like it's kind of cool to see. As for the Spider Woman, that'll be interesting to see as an experiment to see are they going to do the motion comics first, or uh, you know are people going to buy the motion comics or are people going to buy the regular the regular book? Because I think with Brian Michael Bendis writing it, you know again it's a high profile creator. Yeah, I'm going to be interested in seeing. I, I have no doubt that this is going to play out well on my computer. Yes. I would be interested in seeing how well it plays out on my standard iPod, if at all, and mm-hmm. then on iPod Touches and uh, the iPhone. Um, but I think Lawn has a semi-related thing that we talked about before the show. Do you want to do that now? or we, uh, I think we should When we're ambu- done with comics. No, we should ambush. This is about comics. You're going to ambush me? We should ambush Derek. This okay. Ambush. This will be the ambush part of the show. It's it's a harmless ambush. Do we have a do we have a theme song for the ambush part of the show? The ambush, the ambush, the ambush show. Ow! All right. Um, today, well, I think it was either it had to be a comic con. Uh, something came on the screen during the Watchmen panel. You know, for Watchmen updates throughout the year, whatever text, blah 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 to Watchmen for you know yes. win your free chance. So pretty much, you know, three hundred thousand of us or whatever was there all texted, and so now occasionally I get weird text updates that say, you know, do this, do that. I think that might not be from Watchmen. Well, the last one was oh, yeah, I guess that would explain that picture. But anyways, um, we got one that said like Dave Gibbons is going to be signing in San Francisco like on the seventeenth or something at like a Virgin Megastore oh, or something at the Virgin Megastore. Yeah, I think in so. San Francisco at uh, the Virgin, not no, it's Virgin. a Virgin Megastore yeah. and. Um, but well, there's got, only one in San Francisco, is what yeah. I'm saying. But I got uh, some texts today that I know said, how sensitive you are about articles. Yes, exactly. And he'll be sensitive about something else. I got uh, a text that said, 
To get a free Watchman wallpaper, play the Watchman trivia game, text blah, blah, blah back to this number. So I was actually waiting for an eye appointment today, so I was like bored. So I was like, yeah, I'll do some Watchman trivia. I'm glad they didn't dilate you before. Thank you. But uh, they sent me three trivia questions, and I'd like to give them to you now. If These are comics trivia questions. Yes. Comics? And they're multiple choice. No, Watchmen. Yeah, Watchmen. Well, comic. Watchmen trivia questions, but from the comic, not from the upcoming movie thing. Correct. To think about Jack Gerald Haley's career. So basically question one comes through, and I will read it verbatim. Q1. Who is the U.S. president in 1985 in, question mark, Watchmen, question mark, question mark? A, Bill Clinton. B, Richard Nixon. B. Or C, Ronald Reagan. B, Richard Nixon. Is that your final answer? It is my final answer. B, Richard Nixon. You are correct. Now, question two. What's the comedian's real name? A, Adrian Veidt. B, Edward Blake. Or C, John Osterman. B, Edward Blake. That is correct. Now, here's the last question. Do you want to wager at all? You sure you want? Okay, here we go. What have I got on the line? Ready. I'm ready. Do I get Rick's um, Rorschach action figure if I win? No. Dang it. Which watchman gets thrown from a high-rise window? A, Rorschach, B, Ozymandias, or C, Comedian? The Comedian. Right, but that wasn't really the, the ambush. They actually what? That wasn't the ambush? Well, the you qu- didn't react to the question. Which watchman? They're basically calling, they're referring to the these people as watchmen. I know, because last night we watched the trailer again. First time I saw it on the big screen, the latest trailer. And I'm disappointed to report that, again, they said the watchmen's are, well, the watchmen are all through. Like, again, I know that the movie is taking that approach. And that's what I won. Oh, it's a, a Watchmen wallpaper from, from my, my phone. phone. Um, I was like, wow, great, thanks. Great. Yeah, okay. I would like to mention at this point, thank you, Lon, just before I got, before I got down here, I got an email from uh, Warner Publicity. So on the sidebar, you can uh, you go to fanboyplanet.com. There's a link on the sidebar for a contest you can enter to win, which they're promoting. It's not like the Coraline one, which you can still – that's still open for another week or so. Uh, you can enter to win to get invited to the world premiere in Los Angeles of Watchmen. Ooh. Are we eligible? Uh, I think we're they eligible. They didn't say I wasn't because the first thing I did when I got that was first enter myself, then make it an active link on the Family Planet <laughs> site, which I'm sure is active on many sites, but it's still it, – I'll let you know. Go to Fanboy Planet and check that out. One uh, comics thing I want to mention before we kind of move on because it is sort of cinematic. Uh, DC – uh, released last week a book called The Mighty. Now, you know I always throw in uh, throw in a plug for my friend Keith Champagne, and he's one of the writers with Peter Tomasi, former DC editor, um, and with art by Peter Snaberg. And, and why it's kind of significant is it's not set in the DC universe. It's one of those books you can, when we talk about it, you can jump in. It's got the mainstream DC push behind it. It has the DC bullet, but it is not set in the DC universe. It is okay. its own self-contained story, and it's... Uh, I believe also creator owned, without any particular big deal made a, made about it, so that so that she, Keith and Peter Tomasi can. But it says DC up in the corner. But it says it? DC up in the corner, cool. so it's like they're a little their DC's kind of trade off of Icon, what Marvel has, where they let their let yeah. people do that creation. So uh, the Mighty is about basically the support group around the one 
uh, super-powered person as a result of an atomic experiment of, of the nuclear tests of the Bikini Atoll back in the what, 46 or 47. One sailor has survived this, and he becomes the, the superhero. You flash forward 50 years, and there's this huge support group around this organization whose job it is to basically clean up. You have a train wreck. He stopped a train. There's a wreck. They go in there. You what, mean like damage control? Yeah, that's uh, but exactly not. What I was but they're saying. also police force. They're a special for, uh, especially because there's other things fall out. Like if he breaks up a criminal gang, they're going to investigate and they do the investigations for him. They do security. You mean like shield? All in one. Oh, damage control. Oh. Dealed. What? You happy? I mean, trying to. I'm trying to, to combine them the for you. Dealed. <laughs> Dealed. Uh, that's funny. And a. It's it's def, you know because we already have kind of that idea of what Superman is they, the that character uh, is not really like the main character. It is about the people people around and clearly some things have happened in the time in the time as is playing with kind of the Superman myth. But from the outside from an outsider's perspective, looking in and uh, so there's like off off camera story that's gone on before. Absolutely, because never... it's been like you know forty fifty years since his first appearance, and oh, okay. so. It's uh, it's kind of interesting. And, and this I, is out now or coming it out? It came out last week. Okay. So the first issue is out. I don't like Peter Snaberg's art. I've always thought he was kind of a cool, cool – what, do you like saying Snaberg? No. Oh, there's – you're looking at a Got Milk ad. Must you? Oh, it's a Chris Brown ad. Bad timing in DC's comics this week. Uh, a Got Milk ad featuring everybody's favorite – well, milk does help – Make good fists. Uh, Helps so, repaired broken jaws. <laughs> well, then Rihanna would be Rihanna in that. Rihanna should use some milk. <laughs> so, eesh. Anyway, thanks for that little distraction as I'm trying to <laughs> plug a book. Anyway, Sorry. it's a good book, and I definitely, not only would I be buying another issue, but I, but immediately grabbed onto it. It's like, this is a concept that I could easily see getting picked up for Hollywood. Sure. And the hope, Mighty? The Mighty. Isn't there already a movie there called was a, The Mighty? Which was based on, a, Stone? Uh, based on a kid's book called Freak the Mighty. That was a, that was a, good, that was a good book. Tearjerker. Did, did, was it? I've never read it. But anyway. I, I'm sorry, not good. I mean good movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, read, okay. I, I saw the movie, not read the book. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so it, it makes a good transition. We go to comics to film. Because there was a, a director this week who said, you know, there's really no good properties left. Well, I'm going to say no. The Mighty's <laughs> a pretty good property. That director... A man who ruined a property, Mr. Brett Ratner. Ruined a property? What are you talking about, Derek? X3? Oh. <laughs> so, uh, Brett Ratner, who gave that, uh, that, that wonderful little pull quote in an interview explaining why he was about to direct another comic book property. Wait, wait. Let's, let's reenact it right now. Ready? I'll be the reporter. You be Bratner. Ready? Okay. So, Brett, uh, why direct another superhero property? Well, there really aren't that many. You know, all the good properties have been taken. What? Yeah. So, I so decided. The one you're doing isn't good. Uh, no, no, no. It's really one of the good oh, ones left. Oh, it's okay. uh, ready. It's uh, Young Blood. So it's about a black superhero. Uh, no, it's about a team of superheroes that doesn't look anything like uh, X Men or Justice League or Avengers. Even though every character is clearly Four. or Fantastic Four is clearly not based on any other character. Wait, isn't there a guy named Bedrock in Youngblood? Uh, Badrock. 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 Yeah, and he's like a big stone-like creature. Uh, it could be stone. Yes. Okay. That wasn't thing a big. Never mind. I don't know I what, what you're I, saying. I don't know I what, what you're, you're talking saying. about. Okay. 
I, 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 I don't. I, well, thank you, Ratner. We look really, uh, we look forward to that. Yeah, hey, <laughs> Ratner. <laughs> I'm Ratner. Great. <laughs> you know, a director who I got to say, you know, I also read this other interview. I'm with still you. trying to close my mouth over the fact. I know that it's great. It's do. like I can't believe Rick was this silent this long, but I realized it really was stunned amazement. His jaw dropped. Brett Ratner, by the way, a director so bad. The other project he's attached to right now is the Hugh Hefner biography, and Hugh Hefner gave an interview about a month ago about because he's a big film buff, and he said, "Not really happy with All that right. choice." <laughs> right, right. But if I Robert never wore Down- a cape, but if Robert Downey Jr. is going to be play me, that would be a good choice. But and maybe Brett could pull it off. But I'm like, wow. Maybe this is one of those things where you say, okay, he's had good properties so far and he's turned them into crap. So maybe here's if he has a crap what, property, he could turn it into gold. Well, or maybe what happens is it's actually going to form a black hole in the center <laughs> of Hollywood and everything will just disappear into it. Yeah. It's going to be Sodom and Gomorrah right That'd here. That'd be good for us. Don't look back. Well, yeah, then you know what's left? Moreonlife.com. That's it. That's it. And Greatest American Hero. Okay, well. Uh, oh, yeah, I guess that's still that's Hollywood. That's down there. Uh, no, no, no. Well, you know. Uh, what would be left behind would be the artist Clint Clint Helinski, who's oh, somewhere right. in the Midwest, and and me in Northern California. Wouldn't that be rad, like a weird, like comic, like uh, Holocaust or something, like some weird. <laughs> well, I'm grateful that nobody I'm involved with professionally whole, otherwise listens to this. <laughs> so there's a whole publication arm in New York. Yeah, no, I know, but like, wouldn't it be if they just one day companies. disappeared, and so like you'd have to search the wastelands looking to find, for like, to find Dan DiDio? Do you draw? <laughs> You draw. I have words. I like to put the picture. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that's odd. Young Blood's finally going to make me. Which, finally, somehow, Young Blood and finally just never meant well, to be there in was the same a, segment. There was a two-minute animated pilot. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that. Uh, when I Image believe first I have. Yeah, and I was like, I watched that. I was like, wow, that was the weirdest, lamest cartoon I've ever seen. Yeah. And then you have watched you ever, Wildcats. I liked Wildcats. No, Wildcats was okay. Wildcats was okay, and the Savage Dragon cartoon was okay. I mean, they were different. Yes. But have you ever seen the Young Blood animated thing? No. It really consists of, like Rob Liefeld's work, it really consists of each character getting essentially an animated splash page yeah. and laughing. <laughs> like they're all cool. We're Young Blood. We're Young Blood. And it goes Young Blood. Um, How can you like God. seriously call your team Young Blood? You know what I mean? Like that's just. Look, stand no. apart, stand okay, down, well, okay. evildoers. Young blood is here. I want to explain some things to you. Please uh, remember that um, Rob Liefeld created a character for Image called Red Wolf, who was basically Lobo with red hair, and thought that and and, and told fans that this was a very original character. Yeah, um, I don't remember that. He also had created before Young Blood. There was an, uh, there was a team that existed in the '40s that was sort of like. Uh, he had this, you know, retroactive continuity of of a team that existed in the '40s uh, that were all like Justice League members and Avengers together. So his Namor analog, he um, reversed to be called Roman, and thought he was really clever there. Not realizing, of course, that the whole point was when they created Namor back in 1940. Bill Everett went, hmm. He's like a Roman. Let's make him Namor. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, well, I always thought that that title came from the fact that when they split off and started the new new line of uh, creator owned stuff, that they were they were themselves they the were the young, young blood. blood. They were the young and that blood. Their their creations was were not your tired it's, old. It's quite possible that in that case, Rick has defended the title, has at least given. Dear God, no. no he is, <laughs> 
I want you to think about what you've done. Oh. But what happens when the team has like their 15 year anniversary? Do they but I, I'd like they're old blood. I'd oh. like you tired blood. I'd like you to they just keep relaunching the title. I'd like you to realize to go back to where you said there was a character named Bedrock. It was Bedrock originally. He was sued. Oh, I believe by Hanna Barbera, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and had to change the name to Bad Rock. Bonnie. And, and didn't they bring that into the storyline as I well? Do. I think he, he okay, actually Rick. Had you to know, you just name. revealed that you I read, read the book. Yes, this is part of why I hate it so much because he actually got money out of me. Rick was actually sitting there going, "Thank you, Brett Ratner. Uh, <laughs> Please end it. End it all end now. It all now. Oh, take it all." Geez. And thank you for that Hulk reference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And as we're talking about Watchmen, but before we we broke off for that, uh, Lon and I saw a film last night. Uh, saw a preview, and they had a preview. Uh, they showed the trailer first time. See, were you as excited? I'm saying to see Watchmen on the big screen. That was pretty much the trailer they showed at uh, Comic Con, so. which I, I I hadn't seen. It was the first time I saw that on the big screen, and went, "I'm just so dang excited." Mm-hmm. I saw Rorschach. I can't believe. We're going to see that. And Jackie Earl Haley is not prepared for how his career is going to be utterly changed by this film. He needs to start going out with Rihanna. That's how big he's going to get. Wow. Okay. Big. Really big. He's going, okay. to, get, he's going to get beat Rihanna big. Well, then, big I'm not following get. this. He's playing Rorschach. Jackie Earl Haley is Rorschach. I'm oh, saying, sorry. Yes. So just saying, you know, it's, it's, it's such a huge leap. It, it, and, and Lon said, you know, a couple of years ago he got nominated for an Oscar for little children, he was uh, a character in Bad News Bears. Child was in Breaking Away, and then, but this is really like to be in a superhero movie and to be the character that I think when you sit in the theater with people and watch that, they're like people that don't know Watchmen, are like who the heck is that? Well, the 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 great thing about the book is that you go through a large part of the story, and Rorschach's is he's you only see him in the mask, right? Yeah, you don't know anything about him. And then there's this big one issue reveal about his history and origin and stuff. Five, and yeah. he's this redheaded six, six, six. kind yeah. of weird looking face and mm-hmm. and he's in prison, right? Yeah. And then you learn out learn that he's even more of a badass without the mask. Oh yeah. And that's just that's just so Oh yeah. And amazing. I'm like, I, and I gotta say it also first time I heard Doctor Manhattan speak and went, Huh, that's really funny. MasterCard. Priceless. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? Is that who does the that's voice? That's who does the voice. Uh-huh. So it's kind of, why should I save the earth? Priceless. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of what I felt. Um, but what movie were we actually seeing, Lon? Uh, Watchmen? No. Um, no. What did we see last night? Come we, on. Sorry, it's been a long day. Uh, I'm sorry. Friday the 13th is what I think it was called. Friday the 13th, the remake. Jason's Revenge. Reboot Jason's of, Reboot. Uh, no, yeah, Jason's Reboot. Uh, so of the venerable horror franchise, which I'm going to admit of the previous You've never seen. 11 films. I've seen two. If you count... If you count Freddy versus Jason, Freddy versus Jason, that's one I've seen, and I've Not seen all, canon. and I've seen all the Freddy Krueger movies. So I'm ready for the I'm ready for the reboot of that, which will be coming next. Uh, and I saw Jason X or Jason Ten, however you want to say, which is the one I saw that one too, where he's in space. Which so logically, was... you throw the sci-fi thing and the cast of Andromeda in as the people he's trying to kill, and uh, you know that was the one that attracted my attention. So we now. Yes, I cannot fairly say that I had gone in as a fan of the Friday the 13th series. Let's tell the people really why you're excited to see this movie. Because uh, my friend Derek is Jason. 
Yeah. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, a, from Comedy Sports, a player from Comedy Sports Bakersfield. What? Jason's an improv specialist? He's an improv specialist. So how come, when he was, that. how come when he was killing people, he didn't go, all right, I need a weird <laughs> location? <laughs> well, if you think about it, he really did. You know? I, I, yeah, I need a me, weird location let me, and a, uh, a household item. A household, a household item. <laughs> and let me run it through your forehead. Right. <laughs> yeah, Dunk. okay. Oh man, that's it. We got to do an improv does killer. He, does he get a paper bag if he kills somebody? Or? No, I don't know. I don't know. So yeah, it is like object tag when when uh, Jason kills. Mm. So uh, that's what he brought to this film. That's what he brought to mm-hmm. this film. Well, I you know I don't know. I, I st- honestly I think uh, Derek Mears is an incredibly talented uh, comic actor, a dramatic actor, but most of the time because he's six foot seven and has alopecia, so he has no hair. He's he looks very imposing and frightening. Um, and he's not. He's a really nice guy. And he's just waiting for the Goonies revamp. And in next, fact, did right? we have? Did we do the? Did I give you the the bump from Comic Con where he uh, for the end of the show? I don't think so. Okay, recently. So, uh, no, I, gave, I I may have uploaded it a long time ago, and we'll, I'll just make sure you call attention to it. Okay. Uh, that that should be this week's bump. I've got him doing the the okay. out. Um, he's a really he is a really good actor. I say that from experience of having worked with him and uh, done several shows with him. And uh, I he just don't know. He wield a machete. Uh, he does, I guess. But and he's be- he'd become a stuntman. He's been in the pi- uh, t- the first two Pirates movies. He's uh, in Wild Wild West, a lot of Barry Sonnenfeld stuff. Sonnenfeld loves him. But I don't know that Jason is a role that really requires almost any of that. But you know what, though? I was thinking about it more. Okay, please, give me something. I was thinking about it more. And if you think about – because we, we watched the film. I mean, I, and I wasn't dissatisfied by the performance at all. I'm just saying it doesn't seem like that's – It's not a stretch It's role. a. It's not a, it's not a role well, here's which what any I actor took can from really it. put and their the, own spin. But and go this, ahead. Is, this is just the trained eye that you know we, we all share. Um, Among us, just one trained eye. We can, yes. Yeah. Um, when we like talked, the fates. when we talked, and and I guess this isn't really spoiling, but essentially they, he kills people. Well, they kind of portray, and we talked about this last night. They portray Jason as almost like the haunted survivalist. You know what I mean? Kind of the 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 woodsman, if you will, who's just kind of lived in the woods for so many years, right? Mm-hmm. So I noticed that, and this is a small thing, but it, you know, it's something you notice if you know the actors, whatever. That when I thought about that more, the way Jason moved, the way Jason, you know, oh, yeah, kind you of reactive stuff, it 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 worked for me as that. Or I could see him just being a big, a big mountain boy, who used his skills to live up in those woods for so many years. I mean, even yeah. like there was. I a, didn't feel like I was looking at a supernatural character. Right. Was he felt that like thing, a human being? You know, like there that, was a human underneath it. Yeah, like that scene where he throws the axe. Remember when he's. <laughs> Yes. The, the way he throws the axe is the way you see, you know, the you know the mountain those competitions where yeah. the toughest man or whatever they have to throw. He does like a perfect two-handed, you know, like mm-hmm. you know almost like competitive axe throw thing. Which, if you think about it, that's a subtle thing that an actor can do. But you know, and you don't notice it. You just think it's a guy throwing an axe. But just in that body language, he brings a certain. You get the feel that this is. Oh, I can believe him as a mountain man. Type killer, you know what who's I mean? Had, who's had to have these skills in order to feed himself right, for the exactly. past twenty years? So, because this isn't really a remake of Friday the Thirteenth, the first film. It actually begins where the first film ends. ends yeah. Oh, and so it's really the kind of we said oddly enough, it's the remake of Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. In a way, yeah. In I mean, a way, a reboot. There, I thought some interesting stylistic changes would be, and this is 
the same thing kind of happened. I'm trying to think what movie I'd seen a uh, horror film where they did kind of the same thing is now I can't think, but I know I've, it's Texas become Chainsaw? the Texas Chainsaw didn't really have this feel where oh, you I'm had the Jared Padalecki characters. You have a real, um, I, I did owe a lot to Texas Chainsaw and story structure, I think, but the, you have from the outset kind of an opponent of Jason, even if he doesn't, House of Wax is what it was. That's what it reminded me of. Oh. Uh, a lot beat for beat. And that one was Chad Michael Murray where you had kind of the ne'er-do-well brother who had come back and his sister was one of the victims and he was looking. So from the from the from near the beginning of the film, you have this idea that even though this guy doesn't know that he's going to be going up against Jason, you have, you know, you have, a, you have an antagonist. Yeah. You right. have a specific antagonist. And that makes good stories. That yeah. makes you – because that's why I think the, 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 the past stories kind of fell apart. Was they just turned into, oh, these are all the guys Jason's gonna kill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like every, and this one actually, you actually kind of felt like, you know, they're telling this main guy's story. I felt like it know, had like, some stakes in it. There yeah. was some, there were, there, there, and there. that makes it scarier. That makes it at least you're invested a little more. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? When you sit there and watch a movie where you know all the characters, the throwaway characters, you just you don't. It's not. And fun the other thing I say. So Rick, have you seen many of these films? I've seen a smattering of them. I've seen a parts smattering of them. or a splattering. I've seen parts of them. Oh, little. So uh, is Jason. Bits and pieces. <laughs> parts. Okay. Yeah. So the que- a question I have again, not having seen any, any of the originals, and I feel like I should because the uh, the DVD. Let's have a film fest. I, Friday the Thirteenth. The DVD is coming with out. the Michael Meyer uh, Halloween. Well, that's obviously the, the character. Do, they, that's the one Jamie Lee Curtis is in. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and Donald but, Plen- Pleasance. Pleasance. And I think one. and I think that um, Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees have similar characteristics. Well, they both became supernatural once. Yeah. The whole supernatural thing. Once they knew they had a long franchise yeah. ahead of them, they all they just became unstoppable. Yeah, but well, it was a bigger shock when you think they're dead and then they sit up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? one of the things in this version is that the sensation of that people in that town around Crystal Lake know perfectly well that Jason exists uh-huh. and is there, and they just say, if you leave him alone, basically he just wants to be left alone. So if you if you leave him alone, there's not going to be any trouble. It's kind of like a big grizzly bear. Yeah. Okay. So treated it. Yeah. So With a machete. So definitely, it felt like it was a little more plot driven than ass. any other had been. But we we found it entertaining. You know, honestly, I don't really go for those movies. <coughs> Sorry, I'm frogging my throat. <clears throat> I don't really go for those movies, but uh, I was quite, I was actually quite impressed. Like, it actually told a story. It actually kept my interest. It actually, like you said, had stakes, which I thought. You know, that's that was a cool, you know, because you really, like, weren't sure, you know, is this guy going to make it? Is that going you know? Well, for a while, the, the formula was it's just a bunch of horny teenagers. And then they stuck to that off, formula. Killed off and, oh, oh, don't get us wrong. Elements of that formula are still there. Okay. And, yeah, it was. Fabulously a, so. It was homage to, you know, the old movies, too. So it definitely, I, I have a feeling, like, and I think I told you this last night, the horror fans are going to love this movie. Like if you're a fan of the franchise, it's basically a thank you. It's a thank you to the old fans. It's a you know a scare you to the new fans. And I think it's going to be huge this weekend. I think it's going to be. I, I mean, for all the horror fans, you know what I mean. Well, it's, I, I, it's not going to pull in the Sex in the City crowd. You know what I mean. So, but <laughs> but you know, it was a it was a fluke that the Sex in the City crowd got pulled into Sex in the City. Mm, so I mean, that was a surprise to people. But people aren't going to oh. be sneaking Cosmos into Friday the Thirteenth. No, know, so they're not. So. Unless you're talking about Cosmopolitan's the drinks. Mm, okay, that's what I meant. Cosmos. Oh, really? 
girl. You I thought you right? meant the magazine. No, girls were sneaking in Cosmos into it's Sex and oh, City. Paul, it's a big it's more thing of a Pabst. It's more of a Pabst <laughs> film. <Yeah. laughs> right. Sneak the Pabst in. Okay. Shall we go to television? Television. Let's go to television. I've heard of that. Uh, as I was just sort of mentioning Smallville, we've got confirmation that Smallville will be returning for a ninth season. Uh, however, we are going to lose the two showrunners. Uh, they're going over to the Melrose Place reboot, as had been rumored. The showrunners? The showrunners, the two pro- executive producers that ah. took over for the original creators. Did you watch last week's Smallville? I have not yet. Was it good? Is that a good or is that a bad? Because I'll tell you something. The thing, after I've been praising Smallville and loving it, then I get these two episodes that just like, where's Doomsday? Why are we focusing so much effort, energy on Lana when I don't like Lana? And it was back to the old old style. And then now you're going to tell me I missed an episode that's going to make me go, <sighs> Well, let's just say okay, that that's... it's always, actually to quote Lex Luthor, when they talk about great loves, they don't talk about how they lived happily ever after. They talk about... Death. Pain they went through in their eventual Romeo and Juliet in, in, in their separation in their final separation. Samson and so you're going to tell me I'm going to care about Lana a little bit. You're going to care. You lie. You lie. All right, I'm going to have to check. Okay, that's a challenge. That's, that's a, challenge a challenge for next week. Oh my gosh. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. I know I have it on the TiVo. I know I care or about the Lana. DVR. Do you? Are you going to go see Street Fighter: The Legend of Chun Li? No, because it's more than 15 minutes long. <laughs> oh, that's about as long as I care about her. Uh, that's a thought. Okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, about that Brave and the Bold, huh? Yeah, love it. Love it. Love it. Wait, did you? You said you didn't see the one, the Inside the Batman. No, I did not see that you one. You saw yet. that one, right? I did. I did. Answer a question for me. Okay. The villain in that? Yes. Chemo. No, 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 no. Oh, Supposed uh, to be Brainiac or something else? Mister Mind, not Mister Mind. Uh, no. Um. Evil brain or something? The brain. Oh, the brain. The brain. Doom Patrol villain. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. Okay. I thought they were trying to do did Brainiac. Have, did he have Manju Malo? No. Oh, rats. I thought they were trying yeah, to do Brainiac and then they called Talk about your, uh, your... How can you have the brain without Manju Malo? Not since he came out of the closet. Brave and the Bold has indeed made their first crucial misstep with me. Okay. James Tucker, I'm calling you out. Just because he wasn't in. there doesn't mean he doesn't exist. Uh, okay. Maybe. All right. Mm-hmm. He does look uh, brainiac, modern day brainiac-y a, uh, a okay. little bit. Yeah. All right. Uh, but yeah, it's not. What specific. What's his backstory? What whose villain is he? Oh, Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Yeah. And he what's what's the guy you're talking about? Manjur Mala is, is his a, gorilla. Uh, Manjur Mala. Manjur Mala. Oh. Uh, and was he carry him French around? Gorilla. Yes, he carries him around. That's stupid. and in Grant Morrison's run was revealed to be gay and in love with the brain, and the brain revealed himself to also be gay and in love with the ape. So it was what? yes, and in, uh, it was just uh, wrong Salvation on Run. A few levels. They both, I heard uh, the did Warner they both people die in there. Salvation Run. They did both die in Salvation Run, hand in hand, so yeah, pretty much of, went over of, a cliff. Aww. Yeah, it was romantic. Grod stay took with it me out. forever, Monsieur Morala. Ah! They're in the last season of Teen Titans, too, I think, as villains. Uh, the really? To an openly gay couple as villains? Shame on you, DC. What? This is a new era. What? No, it's all right. It was Grant Morrison. It was funny. Yeah. There, oh, were other, okay. there have been other gay I'm characters. I'm just saying, gay villains, really? Come on. Gays can be villains, it's too. A, it's okay. a gay brain in a jar. And a monkey. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Is that what you're trying to say? Are you yes. offended by that? Really, all gays or monkeys? Is no, that what you're saying? What? No. Okay. What? I'm hoping that's when did you out. start working for Fox News? I uh, that's why I wasn't here last week. Okay. okay. Well, no, we already told everybody you were at Fanboys. Well, that and I started covering Fanboys for Fox News. Oh, okay. Uh, Me and Ann Coulter were there. So, so last week, of course, we get again what we're loving about that series is giving a spotlight to characters you just didn't expect to ever get their spotlight. No, it just never would have made it onto the, any other media other than comics, and here they are. I mean, and like well presented, like the little mini episode had again love that structure of the little mini. But the thing I'd say there was not that Doctor Fate was on because Doctor Fate had been in Justice League Unlimited, and uh, was not great. that Doctor Fate. But no, not Kent Nelson. No, no. that's that's absolutely true. And I love that it was Ken Nelson, but I was I was really strangely blown away that, hey, it's Wotan. Yeah. <laughs> and kind of like explaining to my son, it's Wotan. Again, the boy not really knowing <laughs> who I'm talking about. Okay, yeah. Daddy. But he wanted to see the Green Lantern Corps. He was totally into it. He'd seen a commercial for it. He was talking about And Batman gets it. He was telling me ahead of time. I mean, that's how it's it's just seeped into into the kids. You know, he's like, Batman gets the Green Lantern ring. He becomes a Green Lantern, he beca- which wasn't quite what happened, but close enough yeah. that it was like he was telling me and getting all excited before it was actually before he had seen it. Well, it he must have seen the commercial because that part was on the commercial. Yeah, he'd seen the commercial. And cause you he, know what I loved? What? Guy Gardner. Batman, one punch. punch. <laughs> well, J.M. DeMatteis, who yeah. wrote that original uh, Justice League International scene, wrote that episode. Yeah. So he threw in the one punch. It and I just... had to explain that to Justin. He, he was watching it with me. I said, you don't realize how iconic that is in the character relationship to there. To have that there and to, and, to, and to focus on York. That was a total yeah. nerd thank you. You know, or like a, ner- like, like a nerd. Well, there are. There are all these like, great little nerd <coughs> nods without taking nerd away. Nod. A nerd, nerd nod. We've got it. You've just there's nailed these, it. There are these nerd nods without it being taken Over the away top. from the narrative. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's, it's just, just there. there. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they even threw in Mogo. That that's the big thing. The fear yeah. of Mogo. I'm like, awesome. Yeah. The fact that they threw in Norf or was it Nort? Nort. Yeah. And Nort because here I, I changed for a while on my Facebook. Uh, the uh, and on all the lanterns that they showed at the beginning and the end. No, no Arbor Day, nor Harvest Moon, no Weasel <laughs> shall escape my spoon. <laughs> Now, and I don't think that's actually Nort's first appearance because I think in the Green Loon Turn episode of Duck Dodgers of the 24th and a half century, I think Nort had made it into that. Okay. The entire core is in that as well. Oh, really? Yeah, have you not seen the Green I Loon Turn episode? Oh, my gosh. Okay. We're going to have a little is viewing that party. Jack Black plays the voice of somebody or no? Uh, Kevin oh, Smith. Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith, Smith plays Hal Jordan in that. Oh, my. Okay, wait. Answer a question for me, though, because in this one, we see Gardner again. Yeah. Now, I seem to remember like one of the first ones they like their first mini episode was Batman and Gardner bringing in somebody. Was yeah. that this ep- this series? Yeah. In okay. The Bold. And Gardner was like, "Oh, this little guy." Yeah, he was a jerk. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. he'd been, he'd already been established and that was also written by James DeMatteis and that was the Demon episode. Oh, okay. The Demon and Green Arrow and Camelot. Right. So because the other thing I, I like even though this one definitely had thematic tie-ins between the two, how how Different the adventures always are. The the first little mini episode. Yeah. So you have the, like you know the the you got Commandi in the future and up against Dead Man. Right. Uh, you know so the story of the afterlife. Then you have the Green Lantern Corps and going back to Camelot. You, you can't g- seem to get much of it more of a difference. Right. But Doc Fate and a magical uh, yeah magic versus and then versus the, the sci fi of the Green Lantern and have Sinestro yeah. and. Just a great. Oh, and I love the fact that they brought Sinestro in as a, as a lantern to do that story too. Yes. Oh, uh. I mean, I mean, they sneak up on you with how 
complex they and are. How much they do in in really like eighteen minutes because you count, you discount the the first four yeah. minutes from the in, yeah from the original story. It's it's really good. Yeah. It's just a really good show. The comic book I, I bought I got the first issue and I'm still going to buy it because it's a, it's good for kids. But I wasn't as happy with that. It, you know, Power Girl. But it wasn't the, written for you though. You know what I mean? Like, give it to Luke or whatever, and yeah, and if they I love it, I mean, it's for them. I know, but them. I guess, I guess, I, I, I understand that. I just didn't like the actually the way they characterized power, they, how the way they drew Power Girl. She looked too mean, hmm. um, and it was just picking up what I thought was the you know. But that's okay because I know, like you said, like the Aquaman one, you weren't all that keen on the on Aquaman's personality in that episode. I may have said that. I think I, didn't I, one, I thought one I, of I you, didn't like it either. He was kind of a braggart kind of. Yeah, but, but I liked that. But, I actually it, thought, but it was a character. I thought it for, wasn't. He wasn't a two-dimensional character. He had real character, and you can kind of go, okay, which is missing it's a from like Hercules. But, but, but it's missing from Aquaman a lot in regular DC comics. Yeah. And if you brought that Aquaman back, I mean, if you put that Aquaman in regular continuity, that might be one that could last a while. Yeah. Or, you know, so, one I wouldn't read though. Well, but then again, I'm not reading DC, the other one. What, yeah, which big threat. But see, the thing <laughs> is with Aquaman, I think Aquaman worked best. In the Justice League comics, you know oh, what I mean. Like I agree with this when well. he had a solo comic, not so much. But when he was part of the team, he was a much stronger character. You know, mm-hmm. playing off the other ones. So I think that's when you defined Aquaman was those Justice League stories, especially the Watchtower yeah. run. So yeah, that's yeah. my opinion. All right, we've got. I'm Lon Lopez, and that's a personal okay. opinion. All right, in the far future, a pretty good, and it's too bad Goodson isn't here tonight because. He'd be very excited by this news. The, one of the things that came out of Comic-Con and Bendis was that Long and Gestation, finally his series Powers, has landed a television home. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's where it should be, I think. I, I was actually excited by this news. FX is going to produce it as a weekly series. Wow. Interesting. And which I think is actually a much better choice. As FX, much as, the home of the sh- or former home of the Shield. Of the Shield and Damages. And Nip Tuck. And, and Nip Yeah, and- so... Uh, FX is going to run Powers, and I think that's the that's format. It awesome. should be a television series that's much better than doing a Powers movie. And the timing movie. on that is good because it's a more mature uh, relationship and between a, the, the main character and the yeah. police and the city and all. And it has and a, a follow, Watchmen Following the Watchmen kind mm-hmm. of. Right. And it, and it, is, it is a cop show with superheroes, but the, the superheroes aren't the obvious right. analogs of what it's it is. It's kind of like what it would be like being a cop in a world that has yeah, superheroes. Unlike Alan Moore's Top Ten, it, it doesn't it, – it's not full of these inside jokes that are like, you know, if you yeah. get that. Yeah. You, you think know. they're going to start with the Who Killed Retro Girl? Oh, I, I think hope they so. have to. I think that's, that's where they begin. Oh, I mean, you just got to carry through it. God, it was so good. You, you know, yeah. so I'm really excited by that news. I'm not sure when it's supposed to go up. Ben's just, just let it slip. As well as talked about how he had, a, I don't know how Bendis got involved in this, but had a meeting with Kenneth Branagh about Thor, and uh, it was like blown away at how Kenneth Branagh, which makes sense, Kenneth Branagh's like this great theatrical director, has researched and read everything on Thor. Wow. Casada says Branagh knows things about Thor I didn't. Noteworthy Thor event this week. What issue six hundred? Really? Yep. But really, issue five bucks. twelve or thirteen or five bucks. Okay. How exciting. Okay. Um, and then okay. in the near future, next week, coming out a DVD that, that uh, Rick wanted to talk about. The, the, the Real Adventures of Johnny, Johnny Quest, Quest, which okay. was a reboot of the Johnny Quest series a couple of years ago. I think it was on Cartoon Network. Uh, they had done – Could be. I don't know. They had done at least two movies 
that followed up the original series with the same characters, only they let Johnny age to kind of late teenager. Okay. And they had a girlfriend involved, and Haji was still there. Not good. You didn't like that? Did Haji um, not talk when the girlfriend was around? No, that's a different show. Oh, okay, because that would have been funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it'd be interesting to see them do that on the uh, on Big Bang Theory to have them dress up. As oh, well. that'd be oh! wow! If you're listening, people, if you're yeah. listening, Chuck Laurie. Yeah, I can see. Uh, I can would, see. We Leonard would gladly is, step in and write an episode for Leonard. Next, Leonard is Johnny and Raj as uh, as uh, Haji. No, it can't be Leonard. It's got to be the other guy. No, 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 no. I, I, and uh, Sheldon would be Doctor Zen. Who's going to be Race? Race would be. Um, uh, what's his name? The Jewish guy. I, that's why I'm thinking he should be Johnny because he always hangs out with Kamuka yeah, Pauly. Yeah, could right. be, could be. Yeah, I guess so. And I think what's his name would make a great race is uh, Sheldon. Yeah. I mean, he wouldn't be tough, but you would think he would always pick the more dominant. Okay, okay. Character. I can yeah. see them. Uh, doing and then they and they try to explain and they try to get Penny to dress up as Jezebel Jade. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I think you almost shorted out your own microphone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, hmm. the real Here adventures of Johnny Quest, not to be confused with the one that came a couple of years afterwards, which was all cyber and, and really, fake uh, adventures, yeah, Johnny Quest. which was really pretty bad. But these were actually pretty good stories uh, in the spirit of the original series, but aging the characters a little bit. And they did a whole season, and it's all coming out on DVD next week. Yeah. Uh, all 12 episodes. Well, I'm hoping so. my magic mailbox will actually deliver it, but I'm not. I'm not promising anything. So, yeah. Looking forward to that. Big Johnny Quest fan, always have been. We never really talked about Johnny Quest in the whole. Which was originally uh, designed by Doug Wildey. Right. um, And was original. Originally, they wanted to do a Doc Savage animated series, and and no one at Hanna Barbera would accept his. Accept his idea for a Doc Savage, so he changed Doc Savage to Race Bannon and created Johnny Quest around it. But I mean the the Widley is it pronounced Widley? Who the the uh, artist Wildy Wildy, um, Wildy. His his art made that show. Yeah. The the whole the characters the the backgrounds all the. It, it and was, it what was, comic book character did he become? No idea. The Rocketeer Peavy is based on Doug Wildey. Oh, really? And that's why then Doc Savage shows up in that. It's like this all circular. Oh, because Doug Wildey was a mentor to uh, Dave Stevens. Okay, and so. But what a great show for to appeal to Sorry, kids. Sorry, that was a Zorlak moment. I just saw Lon's eyelids go turn into like anvils and go down. But you had you had Johnny to appeal to the kids, yeah. always getting involved in yeah. his father's and the the scientist father and the. Oh. The bodyguard, a great, great platform. The original for. series changed what people uh, envisioned for animation on Saturday mornings. It was the first adventure show, and realized yeah. that animation could, could go into that genre. They hadn't done it before, and of course, sp- inspired today's top animated feature running series, which I hope is coming back for another season. The Venture, Venture Brothers. Brothers, absolutely. Yes. In fact, yes, there was a panel at New York Comic Con about Venture Brothers saying twenty four is dead. Get over it. It's the big headline. You know, sorry, it's just not going to go well. And Helper is definitely dead as well. Twenty four is dead. <laughs> yeah. So what's it going to do oh, to us? Oh no! <laughs> I know. I believe he's dead. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no! I know some of my favorite favorite lines come from him. Oh, now I believe. I, <laughs> now what I believe. do you mean twenty four is dead? <laughs> no. 
Um, so Avenger Brothers is coming back. Excellent. And I want to shout out, you know, because of Brave and the Bold, I've been watching a little more. My son's been watching more Cartoon Network. So there's two series on that would appeal to, appeal to fanboys and we just really haven't ever covered. Ben 10, yeah. the new one where he's age forward, is that is. I mean, it's, it's a little silly and still aimed at kids, but it's pretty good. I mean, it's like a it's an update of Dial H for Hero. And and then um, The Secret Saturdays. Have you watched The Secret Saturdays? No. It's great. It's a really okay. cool idea. Uh, basically, Sell like me. A, th- a throwback to the 60s adventure shows. It's a family. They're called The Saturdays. Um, and it's uh, and so it's this professor, <laughs> and they're cryptozoologists. So they're a superpower team. Like It's like combining... The Impossible Mission Force from Fantastic Voyage or whatever, whatever you know, the Fantastic Voyage cartoon with um, the Herculoids because they have two member, they have two crypto, cryptids that they have raised, like some kind of yeti that they have as like their manservant, and there's a pterodactyl, and there uh, there's this evil guy going around, and they're trying to race to find and before these like hidden species can be corrupted and co-opted by. This evil team, and it's it's really fun, but it's a family. So Professor up. and his wife, and and I, I think uh, I think step stepson, his, his boy Elroy, his boy Elroy, and so it's a throwback to the total Hanna Barbera thing. It's by Jay Lynch or Jay Stevens, whoever did um, Jet Cat comics, uh-huh. uh, and and uh, um, Tootin. Uh, there was a kids thing about Tootin Common, like a little mummy thing. Uh, while it goes, they won a couple of Peabodys for like be, you know a best educational series or something. So, and, and so it runs the same night as uh, Clone Wars and Brave and the Bold. And so, one but night yet you won't watch Clone Wars. You know, I've, no. I've seen the commercials for it coming up when I've yeah. been watching the recordings of uh, Clone Wars. Yeah, and so. one night a few weeks ago, my son and I just let it run past and watched and watched Secret Saturdays, and we went, "It's fun." And okay. It was just really a fun series. So, I'm up for that. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all we got for this week. Thank heavens, huh? Thank this is a long goodness. One. Okay. It's time to get something to eat. It is. Thank I'm, God. If you've got questions, comments, complaints, compliments, please, you're, you're glad to have long We did back. get a Twitter this week. We did? Yes. What was that? You should have said that up top. What was the Twitter? The Twitter was from Mario Anima. <sighs> okay. Oh, that don't count. And, that... he, and he said how much he enjoyed last week's segment on the Watchman toy. Ooh. Oh. And how much he misses us, and he's going to try and be on a future show. Oh, he always says that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell him we want a lost article. No, he's he's turned those in. I've just been busy. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, he's got a lost article coming. Oh, okay. Uh, it's probably so, up by the time you hear this, really, I promise. Okay. Uh, so, write into editor at fanboyplanet.com. I guess you could Twitter. I don't Twitter. I do. Okay, great. I do when you're around. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm touched and horrified. Uh, I am also Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. I'm uh, Lon Lopez, roving reporter. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder, reminding you to listen to this guy. That's what I that's what I Right? Hey, everybody. This is Derek Mears, and you, Jason, from Friday the 13th, reminding you, only use your powers for good. Man with a dream. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com.
Okay. okay. <clears throat> what do I say? Okay. You, okay. you start with listen, listen up, up fan, okay. fan boy. I did fan boy last week. It's been I a think. while. You do fan boys. Right, he put his own spin on it. It was really nice. Yeah. Okay. Listen up, fanboys. I was trying to do it like you, the Rick Brett Schneider way. <laughs> wow. Listen up, the mag- fanboy. The magic is just happening. Okay, let's try again. Listen up, fanboys. It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. Would Marvel, or I'm sorry, would Warner squawk at the idea of a bye, Batwoman? Because that's more marketable, don't you think? Let's give him a call. We'll talk, I, we'll talk I, to him I, at WonderCon. Well, I mean, you I get right on that line. Because, well, then it would be from ACDC Comics. Oh. And yes, that did happen. And you like that? Well, because I didn't like her character and I wanted her to go away. Why did you not like her character? Um, because she was a lesbian. No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, no, I thought she was a cheap gimmick created to... More than six issues. Well, on Krypton, first cousins don't mean anything. <laughs> That's all I know. So. Okay. Right? Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> we missed you. Anyway, um... I'm Rick Brett Snyder, and I'm reminding you to listen to this bump. Yeah, we've got a special guest to remind <laughs> you. Okay. You want to take that again? And I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to listen to this guy. How's that? Ain't I don't know. He'll fix it. He's a genius. The thing is, he can always re-record.